재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Well, the average home price in Seoul has exceeded 500 million won for the first time last month. And it's expected to reach a new high within this year. There's been a similar trend also in the country of New Zealand. The median house price in Auckland, the country's biggest city, reached $820,000, which is up 66% over the last four years. And to get some analysis on this and see some of the parallels with the Korean housing market and New Zealand's, we're very pleased to have joining us from the Business and Economics Department at the University of Auckland, James Young. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I guess this is a situation where a lot of our listeners might not have full background knowledge on, but can you just give us a brief rundown on the current property market trends in New Zealand? Uh, Well, the current property market trends are, well, it's booming, actually. It's booming quite Mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, It started with Auckland quite a long time ago. Um, and the global financial crisis, um, it's been going on since before then. The global financial crisis only put a brief dent in house prices for one year about. And uh, so in Auckland, it's been growing on average more than 14% a year over the past four years. Um, Auckland has seen the most of it. Um, but in the country now, you're starting to see a lot of house price increases. Um, Wellington and so forth have only been growing about 2% a year up until the last 12 months when it's been starting to grow about 12.5% a year. Um, so it's it's starting to spread from Auckland, and the prices are starting to move quite a bit out into the larger or the provincial cities um, and places where it hadn't been growing quite nearly as much. Is this one of those uh, cases where it's a simple matter of the supply of housing units not meeting the demand, or are there other factors involved? I know in other markets, um, an influx of Chinese investment and money has uh, um, been uh, one of the factors. What is the situation like in, in New Zealand? Well, there's anecdotal evidence to suggest that quite a few Chinese buyers have come into Auckland. Um, and that that's been driving up prices, particularly for investment properties. But, I mean, the demographics of New Zealand, uh, you have net immigration of 33,000 a year. Um, And while that may not sound like a lot, when you have a total population in a country of about 4 million, um, of which almost half of that lives within an hour and a half drive of Auckland, Mm. um, you've got quite a bit of immigration going on. Um, and most of these immigrants want to buy houses and that sort of thing. That coupled with the foreign investment uh, and so forth and a growing domestic population in terms of the demographics means you kind of have a perfect storm. Um, you've got commodities price growth in the economy. And like I say, the demographic trends, the immigration and everything else, you, you've really got a perfect storm in relation to house prices, uh, particularly when it comes to Auckland. Um, simply because it is, it dominates the country on an absolute level right. in relation to how house prices move. And that that is similar to the situation in Seoul. Seoul is so dominant in almost all facets, whether it's the economy and, and, and the population base. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people now moving into the um, suburban areas uh, on the outskirts of Seoul. You've uh, mentioned how prices are rising in Auckland. Similarly, how problematic is this, though? Because the problem here, of course, and like in other places around the world, is that younger people and people who are maybe even middle income level uh, earners are simply being priced out of the market. 
Well, you're seeing a lot of house price dispersion. Um, as I, I'm not sure about the situation in Seoul, but I know that the the situation here is that we've got a city of Hamilton, which is about uh, about a, a little under an hour and a half from Auckland Business District, um, and their house prices grew actually the fastest in New Zealand this past year at 30 percent, or close to 30 percent year on year, because housing was um, about you know, three quarters of the price that you could get in Auckland. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, younger couples over there are moving further out. You're getting a lot more urban spread here in Auckland than you had before. And we've got an urban growth boundary around the city, um, a kind of a green belt, if you will. And so what's happening is people are jumping that and going to, you know, the provincial centers and things that are outside. So people are driving, you know, upwards of an hour and a half and two hours just to find affordable housing. Um, so in, in relation to the young couples and that sort of thing. But from an economics point of view, it's it's rather interesting in that, um, you know, the question is it's it's affordable because someone is buying it. Right. <laughs> so if, if it weren't affordable, no one would be buying it. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, who do you want to buy it and under what conditions and what, what knock-on effects does it have? And that, and that leads into all sorts of different policy areas and, and, and different different sort of discussion. In terms of policy areas, what is the government's general stance on this? Do they, do they feel that there needs to be – is there a consensus of whether some kind of intervention is needed or at least some kind of program to have more uh, units of affordable housing be, uh, be available to the population within, the, uh, within Auckland city limits? Well, that's, that's the big debate going on right now, is that, I mean, given the lag that you have in housing supply, you can have demand go up very, very quickly, and the supply of housing is relatively fixed in the short run. And so when you have those sorts of imbalances, you can add supply, but a lot of times that supply may be too late in relation to the demand, especially when you have market conditions like you have now. So to try and cool down the market, they've tried to put manners on the banks in some ways by requiring at least uh, 20% deposit uh, for a house and for the mortgages. Uh, They've done that through the Reserve Bank of New Zealand. And there's all sorts of different financial measures to try Mm. and make sure that that, that, that prices will be kept down as much as they can. But um, that's pretty tough in this market. It's very tough. Um, considering that there's a lot of pent-up demand and the supply is relatively fixed. Now, you know that each situation is very different. The situation in Seoul is different from Auckland. In San Francisco, of course, they've been grappling with issues like gentrification and and the tech bubble and and all of that. But speaking of bubbles, is there any concern among policymakers or scholars like yourself that potentially this is some kind of a housing price bubble? Absolutely, absolutely. I think that we're 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 starting to get into that territory. I have to admit that um, I was part of the Irish bubble. I only moved here about ten years ago, mm. and um, I sold my house in Dublin. Unfortunately, after it had crashed a bit, uh-huh. um, but I was part of the Irish bubble twenty years ago. So it, it's starting to look eerily similar, even though it's got different causal factors. Um, it's it's starting to look eerily similar to uh, other booming house markets that I've seen before. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Are a lot of those then going to be external factors that are kind of beyond the control of New Zealand and their uh, um, policymakers? 
I think so. It usually is um, when it when it starts to take on a, a when it starts to take on a life of its own, like it has in in most of these booming cities. Um, it's usually an external economic factor that causes it. It's very very rarely property factors, and a lot of times when the when you see property, people say it's going to plateau. Um, my experience is that's being an academic, I can say that's kind of wishful thinking mm. most of the time. Um, very rarely does it plateau, and even if it does, you'll get one. The boom will start again, and then you're setting yourself up really for a, a large decrease, uh, which is what I think has been happening here because we didn't right. get hit by the global financial crisis badly. All right, we're going to have to leave it there, but James Young, thank you very much for joining us. Really great to get your insights. Thank you. Thanks a lot. James Young from the University of Auckland. Soul City News up next.